I gotta get back to work. Yeah, that was a great 25 minute podcast we just did without the mics on. Oh, oh yeah. Geez. That's I'm always waiting for you to just like silently kind of flip them on and like delete anything that. Yeah, you know, I thought about it. It doesn't work. It was a good talk. I feel like we're warmed up now. We are. Let's do it. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Start. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. The podcast, episode 238. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith? I'll be host of this here podcast. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me. Actually, he's to the right of me. He's always here nowadays doing his thing. If he's not here, he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? The Chinese municipal debt market is beginning to show signs of a slowdown as large off-the-books liabilities have been exposed and credit markets there continue to tighten. Shares of the podcast having a lackluster day on the markets with short sellers beginning to strengthen their position heading into dip season. Will it be a bear market come Ted's Christmas Eve party? We'll find out at 7. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Back there on the wheels of steel. Whoa. Yeah, it's kind of loud. Back there on the wheels of steel. Get everything all set up. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Excellent. All right. 238. Uh, let's just get into it. First of all, also, I've been doing some promos for the uh, internet streaming or whatever. Uh, inviting men's room fans to come over to the podcast. So I'd like to welcome in all our new fans. Oh, really? I'm sure there's, uh, I don't know, thousands, hundreds of thousands. Millions. Millions. Well, we already have we were, millions of we're fans. We're already the greatest podcast in all the land. All the so. land. Welcome. Yeah, I read the promo the other day with Taz, and I was like, can I change some things? He's like, yeah, why? And I was like, because we're the greatest podcast in all the land. <laughs> and then I go, we're a wealth of misinformation. And basically, I just wrote like everything, we, like either you two say or I say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to get us much uh, traction, but we'll see. Hey, I voiced a promo for us. Welcome to the internet, new people. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Fair warning, I did say on the promo it's my podcast. It was written in there, so I apologize. Hey, man, just Dude. so you guys know, you're the namesake. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a wild Tuesday as we tape this. Cobb came in with an actual six pack of beer. What? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Usually I'm the beer guy. Mm-hmm, it's that's true. That's before shirtless Fridays. You do love a good beer. In fact, yeah, we grabbed a beer on what was that Saturday? Saturday night. Friday? Yeah, I like. <laughs> I lured Ted into getting a beer with me. Actually, we uh, we like a friend and I live on opposite sides of Ted's place, and I was like, "Hey, man, let's meet up." But let's meet at the bar, like half a block from Ted's house. And I was just like, say, I don't even know if it's a full block. Yeah, he's like, he's like, ah, I'm at home in sweatpants, whatever. I'm gonna watch TV, and then like, of course, he's like, you know what? Uh, I'll show up for a shot of beer. Stays for like five drinks. Yeah. <laughs> so we had one at my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, Matt, you know how it is. Like you've already, you know, you back in the day you used to drink. It's like nine o'clock. I already uh, went to Bourbon and Bacon. By the way, hello to everybody that said what's up at Bourbon and Bacon. Uh, also, Biscuit and Bean, delicious biscuits. Right? Oh, they are so good. I know. Yeah. I moved to Ballard for that. Yeah, it's dude. not entirely true, but I was pretty stoked about moving to Ballard because of that. That place is being so in reference to coffee or yep. an English breakfast. Yep. Now to to coffee. They do coffee and biscuits, either biscuits and gravy or breakfast sandwiches. They have sweet biscuits. I haven't done that. I always go savory with the breakfast. They sandwich. had little Classic. parts of their biscuits with a bacon jam. Yeah, that was delicious. Yeah, the Ooh, bacon jam. Good. Yeah, but also and Ryan from there is real nice. But I I was talking to Ryan. I forgot he had brought us in biscuits before. So I start BSing with him, and it. 
bourbon and bacon, like they were in one corner and then on the other side, like farther up, so like complete catty corner, right? And it was at the uh, t- uh, Tacoma Armory, cool old building. Uh, people were like, have you tried these biscuits? And then before I knew it, I just was like, listen, those biscuits are very good. And it's nothing against those biscuits. You've been down here to Biscuit and Bean? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was like lobbying. I was like, look, they're not paying me. I'm just saying, these biscuits are better. Oh, man. <laughs> and then some random girl came up to me and was like, hey, like, like I, and at first I thought she knew who I was because she just randomly started talking to me. And then she's like, do you know where the vodkas are? And I was like, you know, actually, uh, over there at Chambers Bay, uh, they have a very good vodka with sea salt in it, which is weird for a bourbon event, but it's, it's pretty delicious. And she just turned around and walked away. And one of our coworkers was like, are you, what are you, like the vodka guy here? I'm like, I don't know. Did just, she walk to the Chambers Bay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I really thought it was like a joke and she was just messing with me. Like, no, she just, for some reason, just picked me out of the crowd and was like, you, you like, probably found the vodka here. Ted knows vodka. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so those biscuits are great, and then, right, I don't know. The other biscuits were good, too. I just was being a jackass. <laughs> yeah, so we go to that, and then went and watched uh, the Coog game with Joe and Brad and Taryn. So now it's 9 o'clock. I've been sweatpants, and then I get the call. I was like, oh, Cobber's down the street. All right, and you know, literally, I'm sitting on my bed. You guys have all seen my bed, like... Ah, f*** it, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I can't throw a baseball in from the outfield, and I could hit it, that place with a baseball from your place. Yeah, that's what I told him. I was like, man, it's, it's right literally, there. it's not even a half block. And their sliced pizza is delicious. Did you, you could have come in slippers, for sure. I was going to say, did you keep the sweatpants on? No, no, man, oh. I'm grown up. I put jeans on. That's what I'm saying. I expected him in sweatpants. He sat down, and I was like, jeans, man, Jesus. Yeah. I, I've worn sweatpants to a lot of bars in my day. I still do. I don't even drink of them. Sweatpants with the cargo pockets or regular sweatpants? I don't have any sweatpants with cargo uh, pockets. I feel like those had a, like a moment for a while. I feel like that moment's coming back. Man. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Cargo shorts uh, or sweatpants. All right? We got to draw the line somewhere, guys. Oh, no chance. I'm doing it this year. <laughs> what are you getting sweatpants? Friday the- nights are shirtless Fridays in my apartment now, and you got to be wearing cargo shorts or cargo sweatpants. Cargo pants won't cut it. I'd like to get jean short cargos. That's what I want. Coming out looking like John Cena. Is that acceptable for shirtless Fridays? 2019. Yeah. Okay. Short cargos? What do you call those? Jargos? Jargos? But not to be confused with Jangos? Yeah. Jinkos. 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 I saw a guy in Jinkos like last week. I think uh, time traveler. Yeah. He, Did he have he a forty in there? Uh, I I mean I think he was homeless. We have, oh. I was gonna ask he about the soap shoes. You guys remember the soap have shoes? Have fun in hell, Ted. <laughs> 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 you already know you're going, man. Like, <laughs> soap shoes. In fact, I didn't Do you remember today. those? Yeah. No. Oh soaps, yeah, the sliders. Yeah, you'd like grind on stuff. It was like I don't know. They had like a little plastic thing uh, where the arch arc arch of your foot is, and people would like rail slide in these shoes. They're like skate it's shoes. It's like hard plastic. plastic, and you could just like grind on curbs and rails and stuff. The East yeah, Coast I didn't weigh, have cool shit, man. I weigh oh. less now than I did in eighth grade. Do you think eighth grade me was running around on these shoes? <laughs> gr- gr- grinding rails? Nice grind, Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> That's an athletic mother. <laughs> no, man, he's pretty light on his feet. He'll be all right. <laughs> I think literally I skateboarded like once. <laughs> like my whole life. Yeah. I just, dude, that made me just picture you like Christmas morning, you get a skateboard and like one push on the street. You're like, all right, all right, hanging up some <laughs> that. Yeah, I used to skate for the next 10 years. <laughs> just skate. Just milking it do with get, the ladies. Do you guys remember uh, the Osiris D3 shoes? 
The what? Uh, I remember the brand of gigantic padded shoes that looked like they're from outer space. Um, But a lot of the the cool skateboarder kids had them, and I just I wanted them, but I didn't think I deserved them because I couldn't do a kickflip, and I just feel like a poser, just like running around, just doing ollies over and over again with like the sickest skate shoes out. So I never let myself Mm. get them. But that's like white cleats in soccer. You gotta be. You gotta back it up. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna make a statement like that. White cleats are getting more common. You know, I wore white lot, boots last, when like, I was five, playing five or six, Yeah, over the last like five, six, seven years, they've gotten more common. But there was a there was a while there where it was like like the premier player in the league maybe would wear white boots. Yeah, but I think or a solid goalie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so funny because I remember Matt being like, you can have my old shoes just so you know they're white boots. And I was like, all right. <laughs> all right fine. Sounds good. Right? Uh, yeah, but like you look at other sports. Like for years when I used to golf, that was like a thing. If you saw a guy in all uh, like shark, like Greg Norman gear, you knew his golf swing was awful because he was just in like the freshest gear. You know, the thing in, uh, in Texas is the black cowboy hat. Like that's yeah. when you know somebody like has the nuts. <laughs> yeah, really? remember when we were in Cedarville, California? That legit cowboys. Oh God, and yeah, that man, one dude, like real Spurs. Yeah, like Spurs meant for working, not for show. Yeah, yeah. And that one oh. guy walked in, you're like, he's the black hat. Yeah, those are some real ass cowboys, dude. Yeah, I mean, Matt, we've told this story, but we're driving to Burning Man. We stopped at this little town, literally not a stoplight, and we couldn't have stuck There's out four businesses. Yeah, we couldn't have stuck out more. So there's real cowboys in here, like Spurs, cowboy boots, like they have been to a rodeo that day, and they're blowing up balloons. A rodeo, they're at work all day, man. Were they? Yeah, dude. And they're blowing up these balloons that have like light up stuff in them, and the one guy goes, put that on the sign, that ought to bring them in. And and it's just like awkward, it's like they're talking about us. Yeah, they put it in the middle of the road to bring in like people on their way to Burning Man, coming because we went the back way. For a little industry or something? What? Yeah, just to like get business to the bar. Yeah. And it's wow. basically like like neon lights attract these people. One and we're sitting balloon. at the end of the bar, just like big, big gulp of the beer. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting at the end of this <laughs> bar, right? First we walk into like the restaurant part. It, like I I am not kidding you. There, he's right. There's like four businesses total here. Yeah. And the restaurant part had six families in it. Right. So then we we're like, is there a can we get a drink? Is there a bar? Like, yeah, next door. It's all cowboys. And, and it's then, a shared door. So you yeah. just walk through the door. Okay. So then we're sitting there for a minute. It's getting a little uncomfortable. I noticed something. and was about to say, Kyle was like, just let it go. Like, don't mention anything about that. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and the bartenders are like the only two chicks in town, clearly. They're flirting with us like a little bit, like just in a customer service kind of way. But you can tell like these cowpokes are taking offense to it. And they were like, we were the only people in there not in like Stetson shirts and like, Whoa. you know, like the thick material yeah. where it's like that dude works. Yeah, we're just wearing T-shirts and shorts. That's what I was going to say. They were flirting with us a little bit, but that one girl took a liking to Cobb. And then you could feel the daggers coming from the rest oh, of the bar. Oh, man. Yeah. And <sighs> any one of them could have beat both of us in a fight. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that proudly. Like, I just picture me laying in the fetal position and some guy taking his spur across my cheek. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just like, damn. <laughs> Bam. Like in this town, Matt, to give you an idea of how desolate it is, it is on the edge of nowhere. So like there's this thing called the Oregon Outback. And in this town, one of the the main attractions is this sign that's about half the size of a billboard. And it says no, like basically this road that goes out of town. It's like no gas for 320 miles. Make sure your tank is filled. No help. No cell phone service. No what? medical. No whatever. And it's like ten. And things. it's like winter time. You can't go over. This. Yeah, winter time. Like no. We're like in the high desert of California, just outside of Oregon. 
Okay. Yeah, it was Whew. it was real. Like it was like if you take that road, like you're basically in the movie Fury Road. And the in the hotel we stayed in <laughs> like was like gasoline, man. You ever seen like the old westerns where they stay in a bunkhouse? Like, no. So it's just like a big house. It's just got like little rooms. I mean, that's what we stayed in. Yeah. Like, we had the smallest TV I've ever seen. I mean, it was you that guys, was the smallest TV I've ever seen. It was it was it was crazy. So you guys stayed in the town too. Yeah, yeah we stayed the night. Wow. It was like our like final resting point before we, you know, it was like our forward attack base. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it was, man. And it's funny because the bunkhouse hotel was just us and a few other burners, but it was obvious yeah. we weren't townies. <laughs> there was like 10 townies, man. Yeah, they knew we weren't townies. <laughs> it was obvious we weren't townies. <laughs> That's when I lost my cred. Yeah. Honestly, it was like record skip when we came in. Like every single person knew every single person for sure. And I don't want to say the food was bad. <laughs> It was, but she looks at Cobb and goes, "How was it?" He goes, "Best burger I ever had." <laughs> Dude, that's... And she's like, "Thanks." I forgot about that, but that's exactly what I would do. Right? Like, and I, that's I don't goddamn think, burger of my life. Yeah, and I don't think you. I even realized you were because I got a shot. You look like what? Because I got a BLT that had like a piece of bacon and a piece of lettuce on it. it was like what the best restaurant in town, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright I don't even know how we got to I wish I had said best burger in town <laughs> that would, like, like there's an option line for the ages yeah that was the whole thing they had barbecue all day we got there the barbecue was gone oh <laughs> yeah man uh, alright so uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about today uh, so a few months ago we talked about this I'm from College Park Maryland it's where I grew up outside of uh, DC go Stacks uh, so the University of Maryland Turtle What's that? Also fear the turtle. Yeah. Well, well, so here's the deal. In June, in an off-season workout, University of Maryland had a player that died. All right? He didn't have a heart condition. He didn't have anything wrong with him. He died from heat exhaustion. So the president of the university, so basically they're going to have an investigation, right? But a couple months go by. Nothing happens. Then ESPN prints an article that's like, hey, we've talked to players and everything. There's this toxic culture at the University of Maryland. Like this and that. So that's when we brought it up. And basically the article just said, hey, it's heat exhaustion. If you had put him in that cold tub and lowered his temperature, like the kid would have survived. Like if you would let him stop the drill, the kid would have survived. The bottom line of this is there was a lot of things they could have done different to save this kid's life. They didn't. So the kid dies. I came on here and just said, hey, look, you got to fire everybody. And I, I was prepared to fire the whole kit and caboodle, the president, the, the uh, athletic director, whatever. So now Maryland kind of got like two passes on this. Number one, originally when the kid died, it was a super sad story, but you just assumed he had a heart defect. Like sadly in American football, there's so many kids that play it. Every summer you hear one of these stories. And generally it's something they didn't know. So then when the report came out and said, hey, no, they, they screwed up. Like this kid should be alive. That looked bad. But the coaches were suspended, right? So everybody said, all right, Maryland kind of gets a pass. Like, you'd watch ABC or ESPN or any of the channels, and they'd say, hey, we got Maryland next week. Like, there's tough stuff going on with the program, but they're figuring out. And they kind of got a pass because you assumed DJ Dirk and the head coach was going to be fired. And coaches plural were suspended? Uh, yeah. The strength coach got fired because he was running that workout. But, right, a couple coaches got suspended. Uh, keep in mind, Maryland's not a good football team. They haven't been bowl eligible while DJ Durkin has been there. They won five games last year, I think. So today it comes out, the president of the university basically gives a press conference. He never uses DJ Durkin's name, and he says he's retiring at the end of the year in June. So basically it sounds like the board, what do they call it, the board of regis? He, as in the president, not Correct. DJ the president of the university would not use the coach's name, wouldn't look at him from what I've read, 
and then was announced his retirement, which he hadn't said before. Basically, it sounds like the Board of Regis said either you, Durkin keeps his job, or and you lose yours, or, right? So that's the way it kind of played out, but I, I just can't fathom how you keep this coach on there. Like, you're the head coach of this university's football program. Like, the buck stops with you. And basically, everybody, if you know anything about college football, you know Pat Forty, like, names like that that are college football people, they're just like, this is ridiculous. And if you want to be even worse about it, you can't even sit there and go, well, maybe they're covering up because he was such a great coach and this and that. Like, he's not. Like, the program's not good. So I just, I'm beyond myself. I read today that they, he had a meeting with some of the players. Half of them walked out. Like, I legit hope the University of Maryland football players get together this weekend and go, go out for warm-ups when that game's supposed to kick off. Don't come out. Sit in that locker room. All right. Well, okay, what was my position previously? You were just like, we got to wait to see what happens. Oh, and- yeah, wait to see. Yeah, what's? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I was saying that people jump the gun on, um, <clears throat> on like, uh, giving people a fair shot or a just, you know, a just sort of trial. What's that? Giving people their, um, like, their... Uh, what's the word? Just for do? Uh, no. Do justice? Dude, I don't know. See, Due diligence? No. Diligence. Do, I don't know. Due let, diligence. Letting people have their day in court, I guess. But anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like we do live in like an outrage culture where people like immediately freak out and they're like, hey, you know, um, well, that's Matt Lauer is a terrible example. Like Al Franken or wh- whoever else, like they should be fired immediately. No, no hearing their side where I like to at least just see what both sides have to say and then, you know, make a determination that's not from an emotional place, but from a rational or logical place. So with this one, yes, you were saying what that article came out and then the president's going to step down. And so what was it that you wanted to bring up with me about it? Oh, nothing. There's just all these articles. I don't know. My, my oh. brother listened to the podcast. He's like, send him this article. Basically, the Washington Post, everybody's just like, guys, like this is a disgrace. So like, how do you not fire this coach? Oh, yeah. Do you like, feel how like... How does he walk in there? I mean, this kid was played in your program. He has friends on the team. So half of them... And look, I'll, for a minute, I'll table the toxic culture thing at Maryland, right? Because it's college football. So let's not lie. College football is a fierce, competitive environment. So I think a lot of these cultures... It's football. So I, don't, I can't say that their culture was any worse, but they clearly overstepped and, and pushed this kid to that level. I mean, they, they got him killed. Yeah. They're not killed, but he's dead because of these coaches. Like, I, I, I just can't fathom it. And it, it, it's so upsetting. Again, like, I grew up in College Park. When the Smiths get together, I think my brother lives in Northern Virginia. Like, he doesn't hang out with all the Smiths all the time. But when you have five home games a year, maybe six or whatever, like, everybody gets together. It's almost like a family reunion. So today, I mean, I guess that's just what I want to say. It's just a sad day. Like, I feel sad for McNair, like, this kid's family. That now, like, I, they should sue the crap out of the university. But also for, like, me and my brother, like, we were saying, like, this is brutal. Like, we've always been Maryland football fans. Like, I know they don't give a crap about my family. And, and you know, because we just buy regular tickets or whatever. But, like, I, I can't support them as long as Durkin's their coach. So you feel like he should have stepped down? Or he should have been fired? I think he should have been fired. And if you had to pay him out $30 million or whatever, do it. Do you feel like the president also should step down? Not now, because the president in this time, I like the president came out and said the university accepts full responsibility, mm-hmm. right? So th- this is kind of the weird thing, right? Like you're saying you accept responsibility, <sighs> but yet like the strength coach got, got fired, the strength coach. That's it. 
So it's like, how are you, like, I, I don't know. Like, how are you accepting responsibility when nothing is happening? Yeah. Yeah, it is tough. Well, and him stepping down is sort of a bizarre move, too. It's always... Span well, nobody f- stepped down. The strength coach got fired. I thought the president stepped down. Well, he's stepping down now because he. it was obvious that he didn't agree with this. Oh, that's, that's what, I'm saying. what you're he saying. He wouldn't say the coach's name. He wouldn't look at him. They, oh. He answered some other question, apparently just shuffling his feet. Oh, so I when thought the, when we got into this conversation, you said that the board made it clear that either he keeps his job or the coach keeps his job. And I was under the impression that you were saying that he was self-sacrificing to keep the coach around. No, no, no. It's the opposite. The way everything sa- sounds like the president of the university was just like, all right, we got to keep him because the board of Regis, the board of Regis says we have to, but I'm out. Wow. Heavy. Okay, so what? So basically, you're boycotting Maryland. Can I get this on record that you're boycotting Maryland football until that coach is gone? At least. Are you speaking for Ted or for the Smiths? I'm speaking for me and my brother Chris. But oh. you think if I get uh, man, you're gonna have to believe a few things here. Oh, all if right. you think I'm gonna give a sh- about watching a terrible program get their ass beat again this Saturday by another Big Ten opponent? F- you, Maryland. There's no chance. Like, why would I do that? Like, I. You know what I mean? It's one thing to be a terrible program, but now we don't even have a set of standards. Like, I don't want to. Well, I am going to keep going back to it. A kid died. He was 19. Oh, so what? DJ Durkin doesn't get to finish contract. He only gets paid out 30 mil or the school looks a little bad. Those parents wake up every morning knowing their son ain't never coming home. Right? Yeah, that's pretty heavy. I, I think it's the worst. I mean, for that family, it's like the worst. But there's you have a lot of validity because like the Maryland to to the Smiths represents all the good things that sports can do in bringing people together and giving a family something to bond over you know like growing up the Lakers were a huge part of that between me and my dad my brother and the Kings with me and my dad like and so when that organization that represents so much of your family's bond is then Willful, you know, is is tainted by something like this, and not, and it's not that just that it happened; it's how they dealt with it too. Now, because yeah. the passes are over, it's it's not a tragedy. You know, it was a tragedy, but now it's like you guys are someone that you don't want to even be associated with. It's it's really tarnished something that's an important part of the family. I, I can just have an easy time. You know, if something happened like that with the Kings organization or, you know, so it's just like, wow, what do you do? So, yeah, Stuart, uh, what's his name? <clears throat> Stuart Mandel, right? From uh, from the athletic college football. He tweeted out today. I've never heard. I'm not sure I've ever heard the word dysfunction so much in a press conference, much less one to announce they're bringing everyone back. Because they stood up to her today and were like, the president goes, I look, the university takes full responsibility. This was dysfunctional, dysfunctional, dysfunctional. Oh, yeah, we're bringing him back. Yeah, we're bringing him back. Have a good time. And I'm like, retiring. <laughs> right. Look, I get it. $34 million to pay the jackass out is a lot of money. But on the same token, like. Well, and then you got to pay the new guy, too. Right. But everybody in college football is just like, are you serious? And then, let, I mean, let's, you know, none of us have children. Let's say you got a blue chipper, right? He's a junior in high school right now. He's going to go to a big school. So when this coach comes to talk to you, do you, do you trust your son with him? Well, yeah. And also, yeah, that's a really good point. And also, like. How, and that's just the BS football part. I mean, how is there not a clause in that contract that says, like, if you completely disgrace the university, we're not going to pay you out your entire salary, you know? I, 
Wow. Man, I don't know. And look, the thing is, I mean, obviously this bugs me a lot as it's Maryland and I love college football. And I get it. College football's filthy. I got, I'll be dead honest with you. I got no issue. The kid, kid don't want to go to class, but he's going to help you win football games. All right. It's college football. It's the minor leagues in the NFL. Right? You want to you want to pay a kid because he got a sack? I, I would love to be have that much money that I could give a kid a couple hundred bucks for a sack, right? I got no issue with boosters. I mean, I'll bitch about it. But, like, when it comes to stuff like this, when you talk about, uh, you know, I'll just say it. When you talk about a Jameis Winston, to, who, to me, is obviously a bad person and was at Florida State. But f- they won games. So Florida State fans said, oh, we won't worry about it, this and that. Keep in mind, the rape ag- ag- allegation he had in college, the same dude was with him in the car this summer when he got in trouble for groping somebody. Uh, or you look at Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Don't forget, Brian Kelly had a practice in a windstorm and made a kid go up in a scissor lift or something to film it, and that kid died. Yeah. Brian Kelly, right, got away with that. But like, at least at University of Maryland, we just sucked. We didn't have these kinds of issues. So now it's like, we're just as bad, if not worse. And, and I just, for the life of me, I just, I don't see a good spin on it. And everybody in the college community is is tearing them a new one. Yeah, my only good spin on it would be, Chris, if you like losing teams, we got some room on the bandwagon for Boston College. Come holler at me. Dude, Boston College had a big win last week against Miami. Against Miami? Nice. Yeah. Get them, boys. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I said, if you listen to the podcast, for you new fans, it's a lot of college football, Ted's piss talk. <laughs> but, right, you heard me say it in the, in the and I said, hey, if nobody gets fired, I'm going to be a free agent. So right now, Taryn's doing some hard recruiting for the Cougs. I got a couple friends that are, by the way, Taryn posted to me and her, posing in front of a Coug thing. People are pissed at me. Listen, I'm thinking about just being Northwest fan guy. Dude, let me talk to, to you about you the Eagles, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't got cheer great for, academics. I okay. can't cheer for Well, I do hate Notre Dame. That's 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 there you go. We hate, we hate Notre Dame, you know? Yeah. Beautiful campus. A lot of great play. We put a lot of people in the NFL. O-line, you, you know? Look, we're not out there winning championships, but, you know, we're building dynasties. Yeah, Matt Ryan, come on, man. We've had more, we had more quarterbacks in the NFL than anybody else in 2010. You know, you like winners, man. We don't win a lot, but <laughs> we got a lot of <laughs> like them. We don't win a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, it's it, it's... The podcast is a place I can bitch about. I just, I just, I, I, you could tell. Like, I have been pissed all day. Yeah. And, it was and the it first just, thing you said to me when I showed up. I yeah. Like, and I think that's oh the other thing, too. Like, I, I just can't explain to you how much time my family has spent. Like, I was there when we rushed the field as we beat Duke. I was also there when we lost to Duke on homecoming one year. Yeah. It's like a personal affront. It's not yeah. like they're just doing it to the fam, to that family or just doing it to that player. Like, they're doing it to the Maryland Terrapins family, which is, yeah. you know, like, goes out throughout like not only that community but now like you know around the state and the country like there's a lot of people involved in the success and the highs and the lows and rise and fall of that program yeah and maryland i'll give them credit they have a great way of just screwing stuff up uh somebody else said today uh what's this this lady writes for the athletic too and big ten work the incompetence is rampant everywhere the second booster said quote you can never underestimate the ability of the University of Maryland to make the worst possible decision in everything they do. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Pretty much says it. <sighs> yeah. Well, Saturday morning. Your shirt's pretty ironic right now. I gotta say. I know. All day I've been wearing this Bob Ross shirt. I didn't find out about this. Right? No mistakes. What's it just... For you, for people at home, it's a Bob Ross shirt that says, no mistakes, just happy accidents. Yeah, I know. Earlier today, it was hard, man. I During TV time, I could barely keep it together. Not, not in a bad way. I just couldn't speak. 
Alfonso Roberto. What? Hey, Alfonso Roberto. I yeah, don't know. I called him Alfonso Roberto or Alfonso Raponzo or something. <laughs> They're like, what? I was just like, ah! Like, I'm just, I don't give a crap because I'm pissed. Let's burn this motherfucker down. We, you know, we should, dude. Let's just go all of College Park. Let's just torch it. Oh man. Yeah, it's so weird. I, all right. Yeah, last thing I'll bring No, man, up. dude. What? And what else am I supposed to do? Dude, it's college I, football season, man. Dude, if we can't I, talk about it now in the fall, then when can we? Like, you know how much football gear set. I'm going to have to get rid of now? I got you, you a have to sweater. get rid of it. Throw that, throw that in cryo, man. Just lock that stuff down. Like, Terrapins are going to be back. I don't think we've heard the end of the Maryland Terrapins and Ted Smith's life. You're a young man, Ted. Give them time. I have the state flag in my apartment. Dude, let them let them pull the weeds out and regrow the garden, man. It could be a couple years, but you, you don't know, man. A couple years from now, they could be winning national championships. Don't throw that gear away. Be retro gear. You're going to be very happy you have it. I promise you this. If they get into a national championship game and Durkin is the coach, I'm not cheering for him. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I'm but I, I am still I'm holding out. From now. I'm still holding out hope he doesn't make it through this weekend. I mean, for people, yeah. just in case they have not been impressed, it has not been impressed upon them how much of a fan you are, on your refrigerator, you have a like one 320th size replica of their stadium. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like the man has a clay replica of the stadium on his fridge. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's just stay pissed. Have you thought about the other thing working against us now? What do we got? Matt and I have. Oh yeah, big candy. Big candy. Big candy. Going to big town candy. the whole month of October. Well, they go to town with every holiday now. Oh yeah, that's the thing they've taken over. I so, mean, they do, but I was telling him, that we'll leave grocery stores' names out of this, but the one I go to, you can't even walk to the checkouts. They have a giant, like, uh, I don't know what you call that, Archie like tree? tower? Yeah, it's like giant square. You got to walk through it, and it's just bags of candy on each side, just to get to the checkout for Halloween. Like a tunnel of candy? But not like a tunnel, it's bigger. What do you, I'm, An arch? Now yeah, well, it's squared off. Yeah, I guess, all right. It's bigger like than a, a tunnel? It's like a big square tunnel. Like one of those football tunnels that they run out of? Kind of, yeah. And there's just bags of candy on each side. Dude, that's- I, I, there's no chance I'll get a trick-or-treater. I was in there last night getting the last chicken at 7 p.m. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A few big hey, chicken. good move for you. Poultry. Right? And I literally, like, as I was walking by, like, my hand just kind of like, ah, get out of there. Three <laughs> like, says, yeah. Right? Because your head starts playing with you, man. Oh, yeah. It's like, Ted, grab this bag. Don't worry. We're going to have a solid a name. week. We're going to have a solid week. We'll have some of this on Saturday. We'll be fine. But then Smart Ted knows that's bullshit. I bring that back home. I'm eating some of that candy tonight. Dude, that's the thing, man. They've done a bunch. So one, like, yeah, now you see candy at like Bed Bath & Beyond, like Office Depot or Office Max, whatever it is, uh, Kinko's, like candy is everywhere. I mean, sugar is pervasive in the, you know, the U.S. diet and culture. But also the thing that they realize is that people have – Man, I wish I could remember the name of it now. Uh, you get decision fatigue. So that's why, like, the president, or, like, when Obama was president, he'd only wear, like, blue or, I want to say, gray suits or whatever it is. He like, wore that tan one. Yeah, that's right. I know. The tan suit heard around the world. So the more decisions you make in a day, the more fatigued your decision-making or discipline muscle gets over the course of time. And what they realized is that the more times that they can show you something that would engage, like, a... Uh, like habitual behavior or whatever, like the more times they can give you, hit you with that stimulus, like 
the more it breaks that down. So like if you're a smoker and someone offers you a cigarette one time a day, no big deal. But you say no to a cigarette like 30 times a day, like at some point they're going to catch you with a little dip in motivation or you've had a, you know, you're upset or whatever, and you're going to take it. And so with candy or advertising, same thing. Like the more you pound in chances to eat a Snickers bar or a Milky Way or whatever, the likelihood goes up significantly, especially towards the end of the day that you're going to have like just one, like just a little bit, you know, and then that's how they get you, man. Big candies out there. And then they're little tiny, they're bite sizes or fun sizes. So it's like, yeah, then one's going to turn into a few. And you're just, right. you're not even going to notice. I'll eat a whole bag. Because you'll have, bites. yeah, you'll have five of those over the course of the day. And it's like, that's a candy bar and a half that right, you never would have. Right, that's what we were saying. Yeah. Like the fun size is already sneaky enough. But then they got that little bite size, dude. And it's like, they're just having a couple of these. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, I mean, yeah, so part of that is like, um, what's that called? Like low entry point, you know, low Plus cost also, of entry or whatever. Don't give out the minis or the bite size on Halloween. Get the kids at least a fun size. Yeah, bar. come correct, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, get full ones if you can, if you're a baller, but. Yeah, we're not cavemen. Come on. Yeah, Jesus. Um, what was I about to say? We were talking about little sizes. Oh, getting them in early. Like, I'll just have a little one before I know it, I'm buying a big one. Right? Yeah. Oh, so, no, it was also – so, yeah, so partially the, the resizing is is due to having a low entry point and getting people on board. But the other piece of it is that chocolate prices and vanilla prices even more have skyrocketed in recent years. And because of that, um, I've noticed that, one, the price of like a king-size candy bar has almost doubled. I paid $2 for one the other day at the Home Depot. But the other thing you'll what notice – Snickers. Nice. Classic. I believe it's the most sold candy bar in the United States, but I'm not sure. But um, the other thing I've noticed is that – They've cut them in half and made it so it's two smaller bars. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with uh, – you see pushed a lot more bites, like those little bags that have a yeah. bunch of little bites in it. And the reason for that, I believe, is because chocolate prices went up. So those little bags, they can charge like four bucks where the same amount of chocolate would maybe make like a king size and a half where they could charge three bucks. All and right. So that's, that's what that game's all about now, man, commodities Wait, prices. Wait, so Big Candy doesn't have our best interest at heart? I would – I would say that. Son of a bitch. I mean, again, you know, it's about will, I guess, at some point. But also, here's the other problem. I, it's not. I know. That's the I know. issue, though, is like, yeah, it's your, your individual will against billions, billions of dollars yep. of marketing, research, psychology, lighting, coloring, advertising. Like, it's unbelievable how much... And they're going deep, dude. Like we're talking about, like they're trying to overwhelm your limbic system, like your your subconscious mind, then also like your prefrontal cortex, like all the way up. They're hitting you on every level, like with, with the exception maybe for candy of this will get you laid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Candy hasn't gone that far. If they did, Jesus. They used to have a sexy chick in the M and M's commercials. At oh, one this, point. the green M and M. She's always man. sexy. She still got it too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> Jesus, dude. It's not even winter yet, man. Focus. Hey. All right. I'm saying all that to myself. Focus. Right. <laughs> yeah, I say that all the time, it's not though. It's winter yet. Yeah, man. Come on. Oh, that it green M&M's looking sexy. <laughs> yeah, dude, when the green M&M, when you're hollering at the green M&M, man, life's not going so hot. Like, that's a dry season. That's an official dry season. <laughs> Make a melt in my hand. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. I literally I give clients that exact same like pitch of like, yeah, dude, it's it sucks, but you know it comes down to your personal responsibility and choices, and you have that power, but you are up against it, and it's billions of dollars, and it's everything that you just said. 
Um, and and so yeah, I just wanted to echo that, and um, I it it works for some people because there's people that don't like the system, you know, yeah, and and because the system sucks, right, <laughs> right, and so it's a fun it's a fun thing to play with it that I've had some success with some people, so I appreciate you know spreading spreading the good word. But that said, you know, Krispy Kreme has a trick or treat donut <laughs> right now that has like M- mini M and M's, Snickers, and Twix on it. On top of like a maple iced donut, it's fucking delicious. Like there's, this is crazy, crazy times that we're living in. Um, and you know, I I love candy just as much as the next person. But like, I went to a store the other day, and the amount of like, it's the middle. It was the middle of October, and the amount of candy they had there like was just absurd. And in, like I said to Ted earlier. Nobody's buying the candy that's out on October 1st and keeping it for the trick-or-treaters. Oh, they put out even earlier than October 1st for that reason. Right. There's no chance. Right. I, th- I would say, I think Christmas is probably when I eat the most candy. <clears throat> Those red and green M&Ms just taste well, different. Red and green M- M&Ms and then, well, because I'm an adult, I still stuff my stocking. So, <laughs> you, you, I, mean, I love that you stuff your own stocking. Like I don't know why, but it just like blows my mind. Well, after I get up and open the one present I got for myself, I want to check the stock. Like, oh, what's in here? That's also kind of a hey, you can you can bring candy, but it you know last year uh, when we were hanging out with Brad and Taryn, like I had a giant bag of candy because I was like I bought specifically this candy for my stocking, like and there's still stuff in it, but like I can't have all this candy. <laughs> Do you put so, an orange in your own stocking? Yeah, good luck. A piece of fruit. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know it had to be an orange. We always just put in. I thought it was just for a piece of fruit in there. Oh, for some reason I thought it was an orange. I thought it was- you're right. I don't know. No, you are right. I've heard that before. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I like to get uh, the red and green M&Ms, which, again, my brother and I have conceded for years that taste much better than any of the other seasonal M&Ms. <laughs> no, nothing to base that on. Yeah. Then you got to get that candy cane with the Reese's Cups in it. <laughs> uh, storybook with the uh, Lifesavers. <laughs> Christmas is a... Right. And then I always have bowls of uh, M&Ms sitting out, too. Dude, but even look at like the linguistic territory of that, like... Uh, just how you said it, like, and you gotta get like this oh, item, yeah. this item, this item. Like, it's crazy. I was thinking about that with um, <clears throat> with the word coffee this morning. How people instead of saying I gotta get a coffee, they say I have to get my coffee. Oh, that's a good mm. point. It's really weird. I was thinking about that because I, I, you know, obviously, like I, I took a break from caffeine. And I've just been thinking a lot about that addiction. Like I had a breakfast sandwich in Starbucks this morning. I was just thinking about all the things that have to happen for a Starbucks store to happen. It's insane. We were mind doing, blowing. Yeah, mind blowing. I've been talking to an electrician and a pl- plumber recently. It's just cr- the whole. I said the system sucks earlier, but the system is also absolutely incredible and almost unbelievable. Uh, on it, you're almost unable to fathom how complex it is. But anyway, yeah, with the, the language, yeah, <laughs> the language, the linguistic territory, like it's kind of crazy to think about how products, how they get us to have a relationship with a product where like we say we love something or like it's my favorite or whatever. I don't know. And starting saying my coffee or you got to get the whatever. And it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's weird, man. We really, even if we consider ourselves not consumers, like I consider myself a minimalist and I'm such a consumer. It's crazy. It's so pervasive. Yeah. Well, I mean that's, and you're right. Like I'm thinking about it now. I have like a checklist of stuff or just like, if it's going to be Christmas and I have a stocking, like I got to have this candy in there. Right. Cause that's like what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like what other time of year do you eat Hershey miniatures? Yeah. None. I, none. I take them. 
Yeah. Are you talking about like uh, Hershey's like Reese's miniatures or what? No, no, no. Just that bag of Hershey's miniatures, right? With the little thing of crackle and the little Mr. Good bar and the special dark. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, I know they sell them. I just wouldn't think of any other time of year to get that bag. But at Christmas, I'm like, I have to have that in the other bowl (laughs) next to the red and green (laughs) M&M's or it's not a real Christmas party. What I do. (laughs) Yeah, man, it is crazy. It's amazing that we even have access to chocolate at all. Yeah. None of us in this room know how to make chocolate. No. And I mean, forget (laughs) even eating the chocolate. Think about just the Hershey Kisses. Like, to me, it's not Christmas until I see that commercial where they're like bells. It's like they're lined up like bowling pins and they play like a little Christmas song, like they're bells, right? Do they play Silver Bells? I can't think of the song right now. Do you check out the gingerbread houses? Do you get down on that or no? The giant ones they do downtown? I don't really care for them, but I will say it's getting close to our other favorite thing. Dip season? Is it Christmas.com? Is it Christmas? Oh, dude, yeah. Make sure you check Is it Christmas.com. One of the best websites. It's not getting close to that, dude. We're three months out, man. You're as bad as the marketers. Dude, Thursday. Christmas two, is right this around comes the corner. Out of November 1st. Two months out. Christmas yeah. is right around the corner. It is. I know, man. It's true. Are you guys going to do anything for uh, Halloween Wednesday? So, yesterday when people hear this? Nah, I kind of kind of feel like I did my Halloween thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to wear my little zip up bear coat here. Yeah, I think I'm going to take my bear coat out on the town, but nothing crazy. Just grab a, grab a local drink or something. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I mean, I'll wear my onesie to the gym, I guess. Powerful. But, yeah. Just hanging out. You know, I have another topic, but I don't want to go down that one. Oh, hole. dude, you got me so curious now. What the last one is? Yeah. All right. Jackass of the year, Kanye West came out today and <laughs> said that he, uh, he's, what did he say? That he's been used by President Trump. Stepping as, away from politics. Hey, stepping away from politics now. Like, <laughs> been used. Like, you show, like, you went to the White House. Like, you made a big deal out of this. And now he's like, yeah, they were using me. Like, Kanye, no. I, uh, I would say it's almost the opposite, where he used it for the publicity. You know how many, like, lines of, you know, oh. black and white he got for that? And you know what didn't sell out for the first time this weekend? What? Oh, it was brand new Yeezy. Now uh. he's been a puppet. Huh. Damn, Right? <laughs> by the way, I don't care how much they cost. Those new Yeezys are f***ing disgusting. I haven't seen them. Oh my god! They look—I mean, they look like a shoe. Like if I—if that—if it wasn't his and it wasn't three hundred dollars, if I wore that shoe in here, you'd be like, "What's with the old man shoes?" You're saying like, yeah, if they just were selling it at like uh, Payless shoe stores. Yeah, they're ugly. Yeah, that's the weird thing about perceived value, man. It's like something's worth whatever people pay for, and they attach value to things that are like no. Sometimes price is based on quality, but oftentimes it's just based on perceived value, which is so bizarre. You know, it's like, how much is this thing worth? Like, I don't know. What are other people? Like, how much do other people want it? It's like, all right, then, I'll, you know, I want it even more. It's some of the first ones he put out I thought looked cool and stuff. They were different. But now it's just, I don't know. It just, to me, it looks like he just wants to walk around in oversized sweatpants and, and comfortable sneakers, which I get. <laughs> but <laughs> you're really going to tell me that's fashion? Like, right. Like, dudes in their 40s have been rocking that for years, right? If he makes a white sneaker with grass stains, it's like, I'm calling it the Dad Griller 3000. <laughs> like, come on. New Balance has a fucking stranglehold on that market. Well, dude, that's like, um, that makes I me think of New that Balance line from- New Balance is great. I'm just saying, if you're a white guy and you've got kids and you're about 40, you love those- well, It's a different one. I didn't realize- Solid white New Balance. Yeah, it's like from Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's like- 
oh, look, like I can wear, swe- I, I wear sweatpants for a week and like it's messed up because it's Costco brand, but if they were sh- like Sean John, it'd be no problem. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's a good point, man. Yeah, like, if they're Kirkland tapered, people sweats. don't care. Yeah. And <sighs> taper your sweatpants. I guess that's the lesson there. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Man. I didn't realize what, I forget the model is 574 or something. Like the, some of those new balances are like hood classics. Like, oh, yeah. Well, right, the old school ones. Yeah. I'm just talking about, like, right, and everybody makes that shoe, right? Nike makes a standard just kind of white shoe. It just seemed like, for whatever reason, like, uh, Suburb's dad just... Because uh, they're the most comfortable. Yeah, yeah Suburban dad. And yeah, like, New Balance Suburban dad, right 15 now. years later, rocked the court classic from Costco. Yeah. But you're right. There, there's a lot of New Balances. Like, I like the old school navy blue with, like, the white N. Yeah. Like, pfft. I think, yeah, there's a few different numbers, and... When I was in Baltimore, my best friend Nate was telling me like uh, that the one is the real classic, but a lot of those uh, people like. Matt, come over here. What are we looking at? We're looking at Kanye's latest shoe. Oh, okay. kind of looks like something out of like Predator, you know? I wouldn't give it that cool. Hang on, my computer blinked out. It'll come back in a second. Yeah, oh, I moved it, dude. It's my own fault. <laughs> what? The- That's what I'm saying, dude. I seen those? Yeah, those are super weird. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Anyhow, so yeah, I think that's another Kicks. reason. Kanye's like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I'm against that. I think he pulled the Kardashian playbook, man. You know, create a controversy, get people interested, whatever, sell some shoes, sell some makeup. But it didn't work. Well, it works for them. How long did it work for? Uh, but but think about how many how. Uh, now, omnipresence—the wrong word. How how much news was about Kanye wearing the MAGA hat or Kanye like? You know, tweeting about President Trump or whatever, like he got a lot of play from that in the media. You don't think that helps record sales or his clothing line or whatever? I don't know what else he sells, but no. Hmm. I, sorry, I don't think the average MAGA hat wearing dude really cares about Yeezys or college. No, out. yep, I don't. I don't think those are the guys who are buying it. What I'm saying is, I think that um, in the in the attention economy where everyone's vying for attention and there's only so much of it. I think when you have, when you're able to keep your name in the headlines and stay relevant, it helps you sell and build and market. That's I think. I think. I think he honestly believed what he was saying, and he's in. And go ahead, right? I, I I didn't agree with a lot of what he said, but I think he honestly believed it. And I think the I agree only reason he's backing up is because his shoes sell out like that. So it's it's almost an anomaly that he put out this new Yeezy and it bombed and it didn't sell out. I agree with you that he believed what he was saying. I think. When he saw how much press he got for it, he leaned into it more than he would have otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to tell with him, though, man. Like, he really you, is I, a wild that's card. What I'm saying. I don't think he leaned in or anything. I think he was 100% in that, and then Adidas came to him and said, uh, hey, by the way, your shoes aren't made to be actually on shelves. Like This thing didn't sell out. Like you got to stop this. Yeah, well, that's the. Th- I mean, you and know, originally hard, like, Peter Thiel was behind Trump, too, and he backed off that position pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's kind of tough, frankly, like... Again, I don't want to judge or put people in a category, but like, I just don't think there's a ton of hardcore Republicans when you come to sneakerheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think yeah, I, I think the point, my point still stands about saying in the news. But dude, I would actually really like to hear your um, opinion on the thing that came out today that um, Trump wants to end um, American citizenship via naturalization for people who were born here to non. Uh, um, non-citizens. What do you think about it? I don't know enough about it. I mean, I can tell you, number one, I'm against it. 
Uh, against then, which? Against ending it. Okay. Can you tell us why? It's just kind of, like, it's in the Bill of Rights. Like, if you're born in the States, you're an American citizen. So that's my second question. I'm not positive he can change it. I think it would have to go through uh, uh, the House, right? Yeah, he's claiming he can do it via executive order. I have I no idea he legally. He could push it. That's what I'm saying. I need to do more research on this one. I'm pretty sure it has to go through the Senate before you could ever do that. Yeah. I, was so less, I think he's just kind of talking about it. But for, less curious about the mechanics, more curious about your position. Oh, I, I, I'm, I, I think that's ridiculous. Like if you're born here, you're a United States citizen. Uh, the idea that that immigrants now, just as a country full of immigrants, I mean that, that's what our country is. So I, I think it's I think it's kind of ridiculous to now be like, not only do we not want let anybody in, but also if you're born here now, you can't become a citizen. Like you're yeah. born here, you're an American citizen. Yeah, I'm still still um, I'm still figuring out my opinion. So I've just been asking people about it. Also, what do you think about people coming here just to ha- like sneaking across the border to have a kid? So then they like, you know what I mean? Illegally sneaking across the border to have a kid. So then their kid is a citizen and then can bring them over or whatever. What do you think about? I know that's like the kind of the fringe case that they point to. Which I mean, I this asked. stuff has been happening, though. Like, I, you know, people marry people to stay in the country. Like, mm-hmm. I guess for me, it just bottoms. It, it just boils down to one thing is that most people coming here are escaping, trying to escape a terrible situation. That's why our ancestors did it. That's why others did it, right? So I, it just seems, it just seems, I, I just don't know how you can sit there now and be like, oh, we can't let any of them in. Like, well, the country's built on immigrants coming in. Like, we were all immigrants. I don't understand while it's prideful that your grandma only speaks Italian, but these people are bad because their grandma only speaks Spanish because she's Mexican. I, yeah, I hear like, what you're saying. You know I, what I mean? Like, it's just this weird disconnect that I don't, I, I don't. I don't jive with and I don't understand. Right, where everyone here is an immigrant. Dude, I I agree with you. I was hoping to make one um, point sort of related to that, which is I think that that the position against that is basically like if you think about um, when you're at like a cool party, right, and like it's taken some things to make that party happen. You had to have like a DJ show up. Someone had to plan it. There's music. There's like a bunch bunch of elements. You know, there's some like – chicks and bikinis there's a pool whatever like all the cool elements of a party are happening and they're like okay like we kind of got this party together and it's good it's cool and i believe that the counter position against that is like we put a lot of time and effort into getting this party going and we can't just like open invite everyone to like if we think about it being at your house minus you know the pool obviously i think the the thing is like if you have too many people coming in who aren't like uh, maybe like vibing with that party or whatever, that eventually over time it basically dilutes um, the the coolness of that party and then it sort of either is not as good or breaks up. And you could – I guess you could look at that on like a, a neighborhood level because you see it with people with worried about gentrification or whatever, a citywide level because you see it with changing city demographics like Seattle, California is coming, uh, New Yorkers coming, a country level as well. So what – I don't know. what 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 are your thoughts on something like that? <clears throat> I, or that argument, I guess. <clears throat> I think that's their the main thing against it. I just I never hear that argument. What that people like basically that it ruins well, they're ruining our country, right? Is what they say. Well, they say or they're you, ruining in, our country. And in Seattle, you hear like you're they're ruining our city, the New Yorkers or Californians. You don't right, hear that. So I'm saying like I don't hear the argument of there's too many people here when it comes to America. The only argument I generally hear is that if they're Middle Eastern, they're terrorist. Uh, Mexicans are terrible people, and this and that. So I think, honestly, if you wanted to sit there and have that conversation with me, I'd have it with you. 
but the the racism and the 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 vitriol that comes out of that this is why america needs to be closed off like just falls on deaf deaf ears yeah. for somebody like me yeah so you feel like the argument is less we need less immigrants and more we need like less of these specific yeah, we have a less no we, le, less of these specific no fly, immigrants right, like saying, a no like fly less. list for certain people in the middle east right yeah. or we need to close the border cuz there's murder and rapists in it like well okay the three of us are the most dangerous men probably in the city right now we're straight white males that can go get With legal microphones. weapons right like like <laughs> have we have we seen a mass shooting lately Right? Oh, have we seen yeah. the the goddamn bomber? Like, have we looked at like what what well, white I mean, males, what, the the crimes we commit as well? Well, I mean, I didn't even want to bring this point. Well, okay, I guess two layers to that. One, uh, so you are saying that it's uh, specific groups of people rather than more people that they're having an issue with. Like they, you, I mean, unless you're watching a different, I'm just telling you no, no, what no, I the, could see from yeah, that you're from saying like, say, no, 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 yeah, right. I, I, I have yet. You're the first person to really be like, do you think there's too many people at this party for this? Country? No, no, not so. Yeah, you're saying that they're not worried about volume of people; they're worried about specific people, like people from the Middle East or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, and then the and other, the other thing in terms of the statistics on the shooting, that I think is where it starts to get into trouble because statistically, like, thanks, man. Oh, what was that? What do you put in here? The trash cans, just a janitor. Oh, nice, um, or a janitor. Ju- I shouldn't say just, just janitor. Right, I was a janitor. I apologize. Master the custodial arts. Yeah. Well, because I guess, well, actually, I suppose I don't know this for sure. But what I've what I've heard, um, one of the main conservative talking points in terms of crime statistics is that um, African Americans commit a much larger percentage of crimes in addition to being overly represented in the prison population in terms of both property crime. And, Who uh, does? Like assault. The African Americans do relative to the number of them within the population. So, in terms of three white males, as you were saying, being the statistically most dangerous, maybe in terms of like committing the most like uh, national headline breaking shootings, but I don't know how that relates. You also got to look at statistically, like you got to look at uh, the interaction uh, uh, inner city or a black community is going to have with a police officer as opposed to me and you. Yeah, totally. White people carry more drugs, do more drugs, but we just don't deal with the police on the same. I I totally totally agree with that. Yeah, this this is going to get way too deep. I I don't want to go down. But (laughs) if you're asking my opinion, no, I'm against that. Word. Yeah. I'm still formulating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My thing is like, we're just overpopulated. Is, yeah, I mean, I think overpopulation, I'm willing to listen. I think that's an overall thing. Doug Stanhope has a line in one of his things where he's just like, almost every f***ing problem boils down to too many people. And it's like, wow. I mean, well, and so that's that's where I'm at. When you're saying that, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a conversation. Because, yeah, the logistics of like, yeah, there's too many of us. We don't have enough uh, resources to yeah, keep this Seattle going like this for a long time. <laughs> like, this is not sustainable. And that's also worldwide. I mean, the, the right. world population is growing. Right. Know? Exactly. And that's where it's like the problem isn't the problem is, I mean, to me, and it sounds harsh, but it's like there's too many people. There's too many, you know, yeah. like, and that includes people that were born here of parents that were also born here. So I don't I don't need to, you know, where people decide to split hairs. I'm like, oh, there's too many people. We don't need any qualifiers on that, and so I don't that, know how to handle is it. Is that not the argument so I, that I, I was saying? I try not to complain about it. So, so, why, so okay, so the Duggars can have, what, 20-some kids? I have zero kids, but we can't let in an immigrant because they're they're hoarders? To be clear, I'm not saying don't let in immigrants. No, 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 I know. But I, <laughs> but what I'm <laughs> saying is, Matt, Matt, the the 
Matt's argument is the one that I was saying that I feel like I've heard that you were saying you haven't heard, which is that there are too many people total. Well, now, hang on. You said too many people in the states to start. At our party, yeah, here or is in, well, so I, I said we hear it on multiple levels. Yeah, locally, and then state or country. So like more people coming, they're like, there's already, you know, like we don't need more people. And some of those people, like you, and basically, I was trying to figure out if you're talking about if they fear specific people, which obviously some people do, or if they feel fear more people in general coming here and having their kids here. So there's more people in the country or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't. That that just seems to be what I hear. That like I don't see, uh, you know. Irish bands or Italian bands or this or that, right. you know? So if you want to, when you start talking about immigration is, is this massive dangerous thing, like, I'm sorry, like we've got to, you know, like it's like guns. We never want to talk about guns. Like, all right, well, people are going to keep dying in churches and schools. Like our children are not safe in this country when we go to school. Yeah. Guns <laughs> right? is a tough issue to solve too. Right. So I mean, yeah. that, and the other thing too is like, when you talk about stuff being too full, like I agree with you. I think overpopulation as a world, as humans is too much. But on the same to- token, it's hard to live in a super capitalistic society like the United States is that it's always more, more, more. Feed the beast. Get as big as you can get. You know, have monopolies. And then mm-hmm. be like, oh, 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 our country's too full. We're cut off. Like, and the, all right. Well, the reason we're such a desirable place is because immigrants built this place. <laughs> like, that's that's what I find interesting. I saw a thing online that was well, like. Some might say the best uh, the best of a lot of countries built this place, like the best parts of multiple. Is that not countries. an immigrant? Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, that's that's what I'm saying though. Is like, yeah, we benefited from like the best traits of many different races. You know, someone on the right. internet either photoshopped a passport or on our passports on page 44 it says it is immigrants who brought to this land the skills of their hands and brains to make of it a beacon of opportunity and hope for all men. And that's why people want to come here. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it was, it was built by people that weren't from here. So then, then I suppose, like, the, the counter argument to that would be, don't you think that people should do it legally and via our processy? Oh, dude. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> come on. You got to be real with some of this stuff. Like, what? are you fucking shitting me? Like, I have friends who have immigrated here and have green cards. Yeah, I also know a ton of people that have been trying for years and can't get through the process. Yeah, it, uh, the process in, is insane. It's I'm impossible. Totally with you. Yeah, it's like right? seven years if you're not getting married or whatever. Right. So then, right. But then we want to sit back and well, go, why don't they just do it legally? Like, what, when's the last time you've heard anybody? And this is on the Democrats too, with 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 reforming that system. It doesn't happen. So yeah. I think I think that's kind of a cop out to be like, well, what about the people that do it legally? Like, well, do you feel like your immigrants, your your ancestors, came here illegally or legally? I don't know. I'm not positive. I think that, um, well, so I totally agree that the system is insanely uh, time-consuming and bad. You're also talking about a country that was right built now. on slaves that we brought yeah. over here, and now we're nitpicking, well, did your grandparents get here legally or illegally? Well, like, those, we the slaves brought, were brought here legally. It's just, I mean, you know. It was well, I'm just absurd. saying, like, some of this stuff, too. Not from like a human rights perspective. Right. Well, you can never you, you can't change anything with the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, right? I'll die on this gun. Ah, we could change that immigration thing. I, I'm going to stop. I'm gonna, we're going to go on way Yeah, dude, we can talk about this for like yeah, forever. Days. All right, let's read some emails. Read uh, some fucking emails. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going great. I know. We got new listeners and you're getting into politics. <laughs> After um, our sports talk was the way it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bacon, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your statistics. Save I'm, your te- time. I'm telling you right now, Bacon, don't send it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like he was typing rapidly he's and he typing, slowed right. down a little bit. He's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, guys. So, uh, so for a life hack, uh, you can check if eggs are good by putting them in water. If they stay at the bottom, they're good. If they float, they're bad. If they're standing straight up, not down on more of its side, uh, it's probably still good, but they're going to be bad very soon. I don't remember the details. I'm not a scientist. But it has to do with losing or gaining whatever gases. They're Jift Housekeeper. I remember, nice. I, I know that trick exists, but I always have to look up, look it up before I do it because I'm like, wait, is it supposed to be floating or sinking? Is it supposed to be pointing up or to the side? <laughs> uh, fun fact, you can also balance an egg. What's up, guys? Uh, well, I have to say, <laughs> yeah. this is my first time emailing y'all, and I've been listening since the beginning. I took an unintended break from the greatest podcast, All the Land. All the Land. And I'm starting to catch up at this moment, and I have to say, I've missed your guys' voices dearly. During my break, I often thought about the greatest podcast, All the Land. All the Land. All the land. And I've started the house cat, alley cat competition at work. Uh, sprinkler fitter, currently working at uh, Google on Mercer. Oh, nice. Tight. The Sprinks, man, getting it done. Um, that complex on Mercer is crazy too. Uh, we talk about who is uh, more alley cat slash house cat over the weekend uh, and on lunch breaks. It's crazy, crazy listening back to some of the things that concerned you guys a year ago and seeing how they've passed like nothing ever happened. Looking forward to catching up. And <laughs> I wonder <laughs> what those are. Hoping y'all are very well. P.S. Matt, I think I can give the Wing King a good uh, run for his crown. Fair enough. I'm just a guy that loves chicken wings, but. Like I said earlier, I got the microphone, so I'm going to still keep calling myself the chicken wing. I gave myself the title. I'm not going to give wing it away. King. The wing king? God. You just call yourself the chicken wing. You call, I mean, nobody's going to be mad if you call yourself the chicken wing. <laughs> the wing king. God damn it. Yeah, well, like I was saying, I gave myself the title. I'd, I'm not going to feel compelled to give it away, most likely. But if anyone wants to make me some awesome chicken wings, I'm down. Yeah, it is interesting how moods... And emotions and problems are all sort of like storms passing. Like there is sort of a constant current of like, you know. So I've been. I mean, if it's political stuff, let's be honest. Every day is something. And I think that's intentional. It, oh, it, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's one thing I'll give Trump credit for, man. He knows how to run the media, uh, the timeline. You know what I mean? By the time you can get upset about something, he's tweeting out something that's shocking and outrageous. Like, like yeah. I'm to the point now where I get annoyed with people especially Democrats that freak out, like, look, I don't like his Twitter either, but I, I'm not going to lose my S over everything he tweets. Like, you right. can't do this to yourself. And and honestly, like, that is one thing I give him a ton of credit for. Like, that part, he's not met, like, I, he, he's spinning this where he wants to. Um, what you're saying about, like, kind of things passing and you get so caught up in it with, uh, you know, meditation focuses on kind of, like, letting your thought pass, thoughts pass or watch them watch them go by like cars on a street or like clouds in the sky or I heard as a it's like a scroll mess scrolling message board right they're just going across a lot of different metaphors for it but I'd always heard that about your thoughts and then I was I think I was listening to a podcast or reading a book or doing a guided meditation or something but somewhere I found out that like you are also not your feelings and you can play witness to your feelings passing. And the first time that I did that in a meditation, I literally like could feel the energy through my gut just like pass through me. It was crazy. So I don't know if you're in a meditation, something to consider that, you know, I've been, I hadn't heard until recently. Yeah. I'm reading a book that has to do with how your body just shows what you're feeling. It's yeah, it's pretty wild. I'm with you. The body language is huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it can betray your true feelings. And the oh really? 
Well, yeah. I mean, you can tell by looking at someone if they're nervous, even if they say they're not nervous. Right. You know? Or like if you say that – like if I tell you guys someone is depressed and ask you what they look like, you can tell me what their body language is like. You know that their head is down. You know that like their shoulders are slumped forward. Like you know that because you've seen it, you know? So. Right. But I don't know whether I'd say it betrays their true feeling. That's why I like body language. Sometimes you can tell when somebody's lying to you or trying to put one over on you by their body language. Did you say portray yeah, or betray? Be, uh, I said betray. Oh, okay. Because I feel like it could portray. But, that's, but right. Yes, but it, if you, if I know I'm lying to you, it's not betraying my true feelings. It's actually showing my true feelings. Like I can't body language. I can't bet- lie. Yeah, that, that's what I mean in terms of like. Be- so in that context, betray is like even though you're trying to show me one thing. I'm seeing the truth. So okay. how did I, I phrase it? Did I say betray You said it betrays truth? your true feelings. I was like, I don't think that's what he means. Oh, maybe it's betray your intention or whatever. I yeah. don't know. It shows what you're what you're trying to hide, I guess, or what, what the truth is. Uh-huh. Uh, hello, Ted, Matt, and Cobb. Just want to say hello to the greatest podcast on all the land. All, all the, the land. land. I just got a car. Basically, it's just to go back and forth uh, for some local errands. If I want to go to Seattle, I think I read this we one read last this. week. We read this. That's Stevie. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know how that got cycled back up. Oh, uh, what's up, Looking for suggestions. Hey, boys. I've been interested in taking classes for self-defense and fighting, partially to find a fun new way to exercise, but also to gain some skills I need to defend myself. We didn't do this one, did we? No. I read them sometimes when they come in. Uh, I should probably mention I'm a girl and don't have any experience with fighting, self-defense. I've done some Googling, but saw a lot of mixed suggestions. Was hoping maybe one of you guys would have some insight. Thanks, boys. And LARP on, Allie. My my go-to would always say Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, <clears throat> if if she's in the south, I would recommend our boy Drew Brokenshire's gym. Oh, Ludusport. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wants to get us all down there, by the way, for a class. I know we, we got to go down. That'd be there. fun. Um, but yeah, Drew's a great sure, guy. You have a menace on a heavy bag, son. All right, excited to see it. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a fun thing to say. <laughs> menace on the heavy cool. bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for people at home, I just leaned down like, what the f***, dude? <laughs> uh, Osiris rubbing off on you. I shouldn't even say his name. Uh, good morning, diligence. Uh, recently, you guys talked about products to stay away from. An easy rule to follow is to stay away from the cheaper product. Perfect example is Reynolds Wrap. Every time I end up with a cheaper knockoff uh, or standard thickness, I end up putting a hole in whatever meat I'm smoking and mentally cussing my frugal Hebrew nature. Uh, spend the extra couple of dollars and buy the heavy-duty type of Reynolds wrap. Uh, same could be said for condoms. Do you really want to risk the next 19 years of being broke uh, AF on a rubber that was bought in an alley, a bowling alley bathroom? Eventually, you'll roll a gutter ball. Finally, do not drink cheap booze. My worst experience with hangovers are ones that I indulge in well drinks with very little water in between. Take care, man. Sober Sal. I look. I agree with Sal 100. percent Number one, I didn't think about it until he just said it. I only buy Reynolds Wrap. <laughs> I, I swear by tinfoil. But I've also had some of his smoked meat. Delicious. I'll only say that the only condom I ever bought from Bowling Alley was called the Rough Rider, and it was a condom that had rubber spikes that stick out of it. I bought it when I was like 16. It was a big deal to me at the time. Did you use it? I think I used it a year later, which clearly is past the expiration date, with my my then girlfriend, who I I did it for a long time. And she's an accountant now in San Francisco. Did you guys ever no off baby with condoms? Yes, <laughs> I tried it one time to see to see like I got to get used to wearing condoms. Yeah, Doctor Drew recommended it. He's like, you should know. How oh, to nice. Use. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, that's kind of weird, but it's also kind of exciting because it feels more like something's happening. I definitely have bought condoms. <laughs> this probably be a lot of information that were too big. And one girl's like, it looks like. You're wearing a raincoat. Oh. It's like, oh, yeah. 
She's like, here, t- take one of these. Like, don't like, don't say it out loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. But that's I was gonna say. You and I have a, a, a bizarre relationship with condoms. It's like you're talking about like how you were trying them out. Like, oh yeah, this is this is what life's gonna be like now. It's like, no, dude, this is not what life's gonna be like now. Like as an adult, you're not just getting laid whenever you want, man. Like a couple of alley cats out there scraping for for any meat you get. But like even for Burning Man, we were talking about how we bought like a, <laughs> a full box of condoms, <laughs> used zero. Like so many, I would say. I want to. We didn't uh, even uh, take the plastic off the box. I know, man. We never got there that was close. No I know. Dust. There was and, right. There, we never got close enough to be like, maybe we should. But think of the moment of us buying them. Like we both look at each other, like nod, like yeah, man, definitely gonna need these. Three Throw them in the cart. Nah. Yeah, get the we need, twenty. We're gonna need that case. Get that case, son. Dude, that, oh, yeah, man. I, I wonder what, like, the ratio of condoms that get sold to condoms that get used is. That's a stat I'd love to see. <laughs> you know, there's one dude out there running through, like, the whole case in a week. That, yeah. Did I tell you about the time a girl pulled out a case from her closet? Nice. Oh, <laughs> I say turn off. That's like, well, that's good, I guess. It's just. She's safe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, no way around. Rather that right. than that awkward, like I don't have condoms. Like this we're at your house. Tells me two things about you. It's fine, man. Just get a Doritos bag, some tape. I also remember when I was like a senior in high school, I had a lucky condom. And then after like a year, someone's just like, "That's not lucky. Like it's still in your wallet." <laughs> yeah, that's deteriorating. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, good point. Uh, all right, you want to check in with oh, what's Matt? Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Well, for once, we like kind of previewed a weekend that I was going into last week, and it went as expected. Uh, had a great time, uh, did not sleep a ton, but uh, went down to Oregon for a few different activities. The, the spark was uh, to go see Five Alarm Funk nice. at the Volcanic Theater Pub, and that was, well, it was just as incredible as all the other times I've seen them that I've talked about on this podcast. Um, I love that band. They're so cool. <laughs> um, and it was kind of fun. Well, the show was great. It always is. Even though they didn't have Ricky Valentine with them, who's my favorite cowbell player, uh, and is a, is a huge part of the stage presence. Like, you know, it was just incredible to see that even without him on stage, like bringing a ton of energy, it was like, dude, this band still is as good as anyone. Like, and you know, the cowbell may not – he just adds a lot to the stage show. But even without him, it's like this is still a hell of a stage show and the music is still obviously incredible. So had a great time. We wore our onesies and I was pretty stoked because we didn't tell the band – like the people in the band that we know that we were coming. So we wanted to surprise them. And beforehand, we went to an arcade and we were in our, our new onesies that we got a few weeks ago. And uh, Tyler, was sol- Tyler, my girlfriend, was solely – um, from Monsters Inc. And I took a picture of her at this arcade. We were at this vintage arcade and posted it like riding dirty. And one of the guys from Five Alarm Funk, the guitar player, liked that and saw that. And I was like, dope. He knows we're in, in onesies, like doing rad shit. But he had no idea that we were in Bend. And then we went to the venue and we were actually inside. And then they came inside and he, it was like the first thing he saw. And he was so stoked to see us. So it was nice. It was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so we had a great time. We obviously went to the arcade beforehand. We went to dinner before that. One of my old friends from 
we didn't go to the same high school. It was like right after high school, we started becoming buddies and hanging out. Um, he lives down there now with his wife. And so I got to see him for the first time, I think in like five or six years, which was really cool. It's, it's, I've just been kind of reflecting a lot. Like now I have a huge social circle that I'm. Was it weird that you weren't drinking for him? No, no, he and right. I were. Or he already knew that. Yeah, he knew he knew I didn't drink, but we weren't huge drinkers together. We we were pot smokers together, and so we nice. still. Oh, so you still got that bond. Yeah, so that, that everything was fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and he smoked spliffs too, so it was even nice. even better. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was cool to see him, and like I said, like my social circle is really big right now, which is really cool, and I'm really grateful for it, but. There's just something special about seeing people that you know before I had before I was so plugged into everything through working here that I used to know back then, and it was fun to to see him and spend some time uh, with it's him. Good and- too, man. Like it's good having a big social circle, but I do it sometimes. I got to remind myself, like, wait a minute, like go see me with some of these old friends too. Right. And it's good to reconnect with them. Yeah. So that was that was really cool, and you know, it's just kind of an interesting thing that I was reflecting on. Over that weekend, and then um, AFI has a new song that came out today that sounds like old school AFI, and it's like just brings me back to like awkward middle school and high school, and like feeling like an outcast. And now it's like, man, I've come a long way. Like this, this is cool. But now you text with Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a fact. That's a fact. That blows um, my mind. Yeah, um, I, I know. I'm excited to send him a picture of my salad later tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, so yeah, so life's crazy like that. But it was really cool to you know go back and what I loved about it, and I told him this like it he's the exact same guy. It's like oh, we haven't seen each other in a while, and like he's doing really well. He's working uh, and like has a a brand new house in the suburbs, and like two extra bedrooms or three extra bedrooms, like. The bathroom's got all the details handled. His wife did a great job. So, like, he's doing really well for himself since I last saw him. But the thing that impressed me the most was he's just the exact same guy that I remember. Yeah, it's like my buddy Will. Yeah. He does awesome, like this and that, but still Will. Yeah, so that was that was just a really, really lot of fun to, to see him again. And then uh, so we got to hang out with him and his wife, go to dinner, and then we uh, went and saw Five Alarm Funk. This was all Friday, which we did try Burgerville on the way down. Nice. Um, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Saturday we had In-N-Out. So, I, I mean, that's a brutal comparison for Burgerville. That's all I'm really going to compare it to, and In-N-Out was better. Um, but I enjoyed Burgerville plenty. Um, so might hit it again next time I go down to Portland or whatever. But uh, so – Got to, uh, yeah, Saturday night was awesome. Um, like I said, the show was great. And then, or Friday night. And then Saturday, we did go to In N Out. But first, we went to, as you can see on my hat, Crater Lake. Nice. Um, and so. Cobb, you the only one that hasn't been now? I honestly assumed that was like the big island in Hawaii or something. No, I have another one that I think that's very similar. Yeah, I've never I think from Hawaii. We got to go. I've been. Matt's been. The it's, whole podcast thing. Everybody's got to go to Crater Lake. Yeah. Did you not get the memo? <laughs> um, but it was. Awesome. Um, Powerful great, place. Great weather. Great weather all weekend. F***ing A. The drive from Seattle to Bend, like, through the back part of Oregon, we, like, cut across before we went into Oregon and, like, drove across. I don't know. I was asleep for that. But I, like, woke up, and we're just, like, in, oh, what's it called? Gresham, Oregon. And so we're, like, on the, on the, in the middle, on the other side of uh, the coast, and everything was just like we going down ninety seven. Other side of the fall coast? colors or of the Not mountains. He's saying, I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, so Eastern Oregon, Central Oregon, but I've only done the I-90 shoot through Oregon. So it was just like gorgeous fall colors going off everywhere and just a great drive. I-5. Huh? I-90 won't take you through Oregon. God damn it. I-5. I'm a mess today, That's guys. all right. That's all right. I'm just saying I-5 because I know yeah. somebody's going to email us. Like, yeah. he, he knows what he's saying. The chicken wing driving down I-90 <laughs> yeah. to get to San Francisco. The chicken wing is driving down the 90 to go to Oregon. Like, Matt, abort this mission. <laughs> Yo, like, dude, like you were going the wrong. Sleep, that thing runs east to west. West to east. Uh, <laughs> um, Even number. But the, the drives were great. Uh, <laughs> And um, Crater Lake is just really... The tracks are great. Where'd you sleep for it? <laughs> for, for part of that, yeah. Um, but I'm talking about the next day. I know, Crater I know. Lake. I'm just, I'm just giving you crap. But Crater Lake was just so cool to drive into and out of. Uh, so I was really glad that we did uh, as much daylight driving as we did. And um, just kind of drove around the, the, the road and got out at a few viewpoints. Um, but I got this hat at the gift shop. And then I took a picture where, like, from this angle, where it, it, like, blocks it off. Like, so I'm in front of the island and my hat's uh, representing. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just had a great time checking that out. And then, like I said, we went down to In-N-Out, um, down in Medford, which so we were staying in Eugene that night, or Springfield, which would have been maybe, like, an hour from Crater Lake. But we went down to Medford and then back up, which was like a three-hour ordeal. But it was in and out. It's well worth it. We knew it would be. It was delivered. Um, and, yeah, just had an awesome time. And then uh, Saturday night we stayed in a hotel in Springfield and then woke up and did some Christmas shopping with no sales tax at the outlet malls on the way up. So nice. Stopped at Hooters. That Crater, was great. Crater Lake's a good distance, too. Like five, six hours to me is like the farthest I want to go for like a road trip for a weekend. Yeah, it's like right about, yeah. And you right? camped down there? the closest there? I want to go is like Leavenworth, now. where you feel like you're like away. Yeah, right? And what's Leavenworth? Like three hours tops? Yeah. Yeah, tops. From the city? Yeah. 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 Did, now, I didn't camp. I stayed at that Best Western Lapine. Oh, okay. probably You drove through Lapine. If you were in Bend and you drove down, right down 97 to go to Crater Lake, like you drove through Lapine. Did I? Yeah. I don't know if we did. If you blinked, you'd mess yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to say. You, you, we drove no, through a few towns. There's no reason you'd notice it. <laughs> I don't even remember the towns that I did stop to like pee and get gas or water or whatever in. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a blur. You drive through a lot of those places. But um, yeah, Crater Lake, highly recommend it. It was great. Apparently, it gets really crowded there in the summer and it was not obnoxiously packed, which is great. But the weather was awesome all weekend. It was just blue skies and pretty warm. Um, and yeah. Nice. Thanks for a great weekend, Oregon. That was great. All right. Sounds like a good trip. Yeah. Sure was. Oh! Uh-oh. Oh, shoot. Oh, damn it. No, it's here. Oh, okay. I'm going to slip because if I slip, then I'm slipping. Get that thing out of the box. Cobb topping. Cobb topping. Ted, that's a sign of pure diligence. You've still got the box the bell came in. Yeah, man. I keep this thing classy. Keeping it fresh. Um, you know who respects a classy bell? No. The green M&M. <laughs> she is a classy bell. Classy bird. Mm-hmm. Choice bird. Proper bird. Proper bird. Uh, so I went to a, um, what's it called? Like an art exhibition of this photographer. Um, and he was the concert photographer for the Tacoma Dome for a long time. So he had all these old pictures of really cool, like celebrities and intimate moments and candid moments, stuff backstage. It was dope. Um, 
And I was chatting with him, and I was like, hey, did you know that uh, Randy Johnson, the former Mariners pitcher, a.k.a. the big unit, uh, was the concert photographer for Rush? And he was like, yeah, I know him, chatted with him, whatever, kind of cool. And I was like, yeah, that always blew my mind that this guy had, like, this alternate life after baseball. Because obviously, you know, he's known for a lot of things. Amongst them is (laughs) throwing a fastball and knocking a pigeon out of the air. So anyway, um, cop topic this week, what – like generally well-liked celebrity or athlete has like a, a secret life. You know, I know a couple of people in bands are like, um, uh, people have other stuff going on basically. And, uh, yeah, I'm just curious, like who has a secret life like Randy Johnson? I was going to call Taryn over here cause she could get all the details on, um, God damn it. The, the singer of bad religion has like a doctorate and is like a university professor, like super smart guy. And he's just been in this punk band for 30 years while he's also, you know, a really impressive academic. And then um, what about the guys from Maiden? The guy flies planes. Yeah. Like he flies sports teams yeah. sometimes. Bruce Dickinson fly, is a pilot. Commercial. They fly a 747. Yeah. I also think it's crazy like Danny Carey from Tool is a massive sports fan. Yeah. Because I just don't think of Tool and sports fans together. But <laughs> obviously there's a huge crossover. Um, the other one is Brian May from Queen is like an astrophysicist. That's like, the one I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the first ones that pop into my head. I, you know who, you know what I really like? I like it, and I think it's natural, but athletes, it's hard for us as fans to fathom this, but like a lot of them are secretly into other sports that they don't really talk about a ton. Definitely. You know what I mean? But like you'll find football players that love soccer because it's like all they do is the NFL. So it's like they want something to release out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, you're going to get kind of burnt out on it. Like you don't want to go home from work and watch people at work. A lot yeah, like, of hockey I players love, really love soccer too. Yeah, well... It's because of the damn Europeans. Like like Don Cherry. Don Cherry? He's Canadian. Yeah. He's very Canadian. That's what he would say. He hates oh. those Europeans. Uh, I mean, also, like, Matt will agree with this. Like, I love ACDC. I go see ACDC every time they come by. I work at a station that plays a lot of ACDC. I don't listen to too much ACDC in my free time anymore. No, when it comes on, I'm always excited. But, like, like I'm not in a rush to run home and put on. Like, there's chances are I heard ACDC at work today. Yeah. So I think for athletes, it's kind of like that. Like, if all you do is football, like, after a while, you're going to want to watch something else. Dude, yeah. And not only because you mentioned Canada, not to reopen the the immigration thing, but no one ever really bitches about Canadians coming here. Yeah. Something to think about. Uh, my friend in Oregon, like, they actually looked into that, and it is real tough to it's immigrate tough to, to Canada. Canada apparently. Yeah, it's, it's not as easy to immigrate as into Canada, you're saying? Yeah. No, but yeah, I'm talking about Canadians coming here. Right. No one's ever no, like, I agree. freaking that was out just about a, it. Just a side note that that reminded me Protect of. Protect the northern border. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not really a rallying cry. I already got my country picked out. Paraguay. Oh, okay. Well, I did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why Paraguay over Uruguay, man? Because uh, Paraguay is, uh, they want you to stat, they... Just put it to you this way. I've done some investigating. Turns out it's not. It's a little bit easier to get a dual citizenship in Paraguay as it is like the other countries are a little tougher. Paraguay is like, man, you put a few hundred, few hundred bucks, maybe a G in our banks for like a year, we'll hook you up. All right, here's how I know Ted's lying. Uruguay has a much better soccer team, and I feel like this is about a mail order bride now. No, no, no. My buddy that lives in South America <laughs> was kidding, like, dude. dude, like, if you want citizenship, go to Paraguay. I was like, all right. We want wives, Paraguay. We want wives. Actually, I would love a Paraguayan. Give us your women. Paraguayan woman? <laughs> Only if but, she's a... I don't know. I don't know either. Trust You'll me, figure man, it out. I'm going to be huge in Central or, uh, South America. But, <laughs> Give us your wine and your women. Oh, 
yeah. What is it? What kind of liquor do you drink down here? <laughs> where Where are your women? What is best in life? <laughs> <laughs> the bear from America has showed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I know other secret lives. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's like, athletes are the easiest one to know, or singers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people who are like yeah, secretly like super good at something. I feel like some uh, some actors have secret lives too. I think it's funny. I've heard of actors that have secret lives in other cities. Oh, what? So I'll leave some name outs, but there's some kind of big actors that have homes here. And like, I have friends that have run into them in random bars and been like, hey, man, I got to ask, like, what are you doing here? Like, uh, I just, I like Seattle. I come here and like, if I hang out in this like part of town, nobody really bugs me or yeah, notices me. Yeah. And I feel like that used to be really big too. Like, since it was kind of low key, I think there's some ski towns like that, like Telluride or Sun Valley, where people yeah. go to kind of like, I don't want to say hide out, but just like not get mobbed. It's the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's why the European soccer players love finishing their careers in the MLS. Like Terry Henry, that played at Arsenal for years, like he was like, it's awesome. It's like I live in New York City. Like I walk down the street, like like not many people bug me. Whereas like he ain't walking anywhere in London without getting mobbed. Oh, yeah. Hell no. That's why I've always said it's all about the weatherman. You know, like people in your hometown, it's cool. People give you a beer, buy you a beer or whatever. But like as soon as you leave town. Nobody knows your name. Yeah. Most people don't know. Steve Poole. The mustache. Mm-hmm. I like weathermen. Yeah. And weather women. Weather yeah. people. Weather people. <laughs> we love you, weather people. Also, I love weather. All right. There's episode 238. For you new people, I promise I won't be this aggressive all the time. I'm just really upset we about this. We won't go this thing. long all the time either. Yeah, we went way long. Congratulations if you made we? it this far on your first run. Oof. We got some great stuff in store for you. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Uh, December 8th, December 8th, Saturday, December 8th. I've talked to Mr. Miggs. We have that uh, right now penciled in. So uh, I think we're going to try to return to the south end. So I don't know if that's Tacoma, Puyallup, somewhere down there. We, uh, we gotta, we'll get down there on that Saturday and come say what's up to y'all. Uh, other than that, you know, shoot us an email, man. You got an idea or something? Like, We'll take it into consideration. Talk about for a spot? Yeah. Cool. If not, I should probably do some actual work and figure one out. Uh, All right, there you go. There's episode 238 for MCTP. For Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.